0: this is a podcast by House church where we take a closer look and dig a little deeper into this week's sermon
1: what's going on man not a lot how are you
0: doing i'm doing all right um semester's about to start so yep. some anxiety there um last semester was tough so you know how it is
1: yeah well I just saw on the news that um there's a chance the texans are going to sh- trade deshaun watson because he's upset about how they handled some crap so i got some anxieties around that too <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens but i hope that doesn't happen
0: yeah right uh gosh
1: the Texans suck this year, but he put up a record year. Almost five thousand passing yards. Hit over thirty touchdowns. Almost forty touchdowns. Single digit interceptions. It's insane. Yeah, he was lights out this year.
0: That's crazy. Yep. That so, is insane.
1: In wait for it, incredible, <laughs> incredible.
0: <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Um, that's for our "How I Met Your Mother" fans. That's right. Um, so, okay. Uh, we we had to change up our, our recording set up. So we don't have any video today. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Probably won't for the, the rest of this week, uh, minus Ben's episode at the end.
1: Yeah. So Ben's episode at the end, will have a video. Um, but the other ones won't. Uh, and, apologies about that.
0: And definitely next week's episode of, uh, um, Uh, Pints and Perspectives will, too, because that one was pre-recorded ahead. Yeah,
1: that one was pre-recorded ahead. Got some—COVID's messed up a lot of things for us, so we're going through some changes. I apologize. Uh, Just trying to balance. so No video on our YouTube podcast for this week, and we'll be in and out with having it for a while as we try to work out some of these complications. But
0: Yeah, eventually it's all going to get worked out. We're going to figure it out. Um, the video will come back for the people who want it. Um, and also a little bit of a praise report. Cullen and his family are back healthy again.
1: We are COVID free.
0: Um, Um, praise Jesus.
1: Yeah, man. It was, um, it was no joke for the people who are like, oh, COVID, you know, it's just the flu or, you know, I didn't even know I had it. Uh, that was not my experience. Yeah. It was rough. Um. It was no joke. It was serious. I was in um, like the eighth percentile of people who report COVID symptoms. Um, less than ten percent, depending on who you look at, says that uh, they reported having a rash as a symptom. And I got it, man. And um, I'm I'm beyond COVID. I mean, I I have been. Uh, no longer covid contagious and feeling on the mend for a week now and i still have the rash really yeah it still pops up just randomly that's crazy yeah
0: yeah uh i was about to say you guys should have seen it but like you really shouldn't have because it was gnarly looking
1: yeah it looked it looked really bad it was no fun um and we got so my wife excuse me, tested positive for COVID on Christmas Day. Yeah. And actually, we didn't know they were onset symptoms, but um, her cough started the day before Christmas Eve, and my rash showed up for the first time the morning of Christmas Eve. Yeah. So crazy.
0: It made for a, a, a weird family Christmas, that's for sure.
1: It was strange, Uh, and unfortunately, we didn't know. I mean, we had – Hunter didn't even have a cough. She just had, like, a bit of a scratchy throat, but it was, like – it was cold, and so, I mean, there's no way to know if that's, like, just the change in weather or if she's sick. Right. And the first time she was like, hey, I don't feel good, she went and got tested on Christmas, and that's when she was positive. And mine, I mean – how are you supposed to know that a rash pops up and it's like, oh yeah, it's COVID. Yeah. So we didn't know. And uh, unfortunately we did, we did give it to um, her mom, unfortunately, but she is doing better. So yeah, as of right now, that's the only person we gave it to. Well,
0: that's amazing.
1: Uh And she didn't give it to anybody else. So yeah, yeah,
0: that's great. um, Couldn't, couldn't be happier about yeah. that. Um Sorry for for Maria. Yeah. But like. <laughs> um, yeah. So, content is resuming.
1: Back it's to resuming normal. back to normal, and I like I said last week, I had I had the episode for Ben ready, and it could have went out, but I just felt like with the sermon, uh, the story from this week, it it fit better to postpone it a week and let it come out. Yeah. This week.
0: Um. So, good segue. Yeah. Um. So let's start talking about it.
1: Yeah. So, um, if you watch the story of this week, um, we're entering a new story series that I'm calling "On Earth as It Is in Heaven." This idea that the reality of the will of God in heaven uh, should be reflected here on Earth. Yep. That that the activity of the Christian here on Earth should be a f- reflection of the kingdom of heaven. And so what does that look like? Um, and I don't always know how to define what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Um, I know how to define what it doesn't look like. Absolutely. And when I see it, I know it, but it's not always that cut and dry. Yeah. And... There's this—I don't know—it's famous, infamous um, for me, anyways. This passage in Matthew, I remember hearing it quoted a ton when I was a kid. Yeah, um, we heard it a lot. And I think, you know, there are a number of different reasons why someone would refer to this. It's—it's it's at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, so like one of Jesus's most prominent sermons right um it's at the very end here and it's interesting i you know it took me a long time to read the sermon on the mount as one sermon because it took me a long time to understand that um when the bible's being written like they're not intending us to tear it apart the way that we do it's a story i mean like we don't think about this but romans right when we quote unquote study romans we would, you know, we might spend months there. I mean, there are whole seminary classes that dedicate the entire semester to to the letter to the Romans.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, there's so much in there, right?
1: Yeah, there is. But, like, in the ancient world, that would have been a letter that was performed by Phoebe in one sitting. Yeah. Like, the entire thing. That letter is done and performed by her in one sitting, and then it goes on to the next place yeah um and so when we tear them apart like this and put all these subheadings and and these types of things in it like we do, we miss the fact that like hey, this was one story that Jesus was telling yeah, and that story i mean just go flip through your your subheadings here.
0: I mean, just in chapter 7, judging others, profaning the holy, ask, search, and knock. One of these, so profaning the holy is one verse. Um, So is the golden rule, one verse. Um, It's,
1: do not worry. Uh, Be the salt and the light of the earth. How should you act in your anger concerning adultery, concerning divorce? Oaths, giving to the poor, prayer, loving your enemy. It's an ethical sermon. It is.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's like how do you live? It starts with the Beatitudes, right? Blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers. Like yeah. it's it's an ethical sermon. Yeah. It's about how you live your life as a follower of Christ, as a as a believer in Yahweh. Right. And so it it shouldn't shock us that when we get to the end of the sermon, Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, "Lord, Lord," will come into the kingdom of heaven. It it shouldn't shock us that he says that because anyone can say "Lord, Lord." Right. But like he just spent two chapters telling you what you got to, how you got to live in order to truly call him Lord. Absolutely. Um, And I do think it's interesting, you know, um, a lot of people make a big deal out of that word Lord. Right. I do think it's a big deal. Don't hear me. But like Jesus is also using it here that like, just because you call somebody Lord doesn't mean you live as if they are your Lord. Mm. Yeah, that's gold. And that's Jesus's point here is like just, and that's why I used in the story, like just cause you have a flag that you're flying. That says Jesus saves as you raid the, the national Capitol building like that. That doesn't mean that you're doing something that reflects the kingdom of heaven.
0: Yeah. Um, in fact, it's actually a pretty bad representation of the kingdom of heaven.
1: Oh, it, it's the exact opposite of yeah. a representation.
0: Um, yeah. Something you talked about in the story um, was that you just can't understand how somebody would be able to fly that flag w- committing the actions that they're committing. Yeah, I, I mean, do that's not, genuine I do terrorism. not understand.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I do not understand. They... I mean, they are, yeah, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, um, but I I think it stands to reason they, they are our version of jihad. They're extremists. Uh, people died. Yeah. I mean... Um, like, and they attacked a national building.
0: Yeah. I mean, and we could even... I mean, it's comparable to Antifa, right?
1: It uh, is. I think well, I think so. And people have already made that comparison right. for sure. Um, we're not the first to do that, but No, no,
0: no, but it is. It's comparable to Antifa. Yeah. Um And so, if we're going to call Antifa a terrorist group, what
1: happened at the Capitol building is that's terrorism. It it definitely can be. Um now I'm not going to say I don't think everyone there was religiously motivated. No. But I do think there were some people there at least willing to masquerade as if it was religiously motivated. Yeah. I mean, that sign, that flag that said Jesus saved, that thing was bright yellow, Mm -hmm. and it was front and central. Yeah. Like, we all saw it. Yeah. It it was there.
0: So, we say all this to say first that that does not represent – us at, here at Wellhouse. No. I, if you didn't way. listen to
1: our story, I explicitly condemned both that mm-hmm. and the racism that was showed by our national leaders. Yeah, I'm sure you've all seen the comparison of when Black Lives Matter was protesting on the lawn and at the Capitol building and the police presence that was there. Story comes out today that the FBI and the D.C. police were warned that the protest could get violent and they chose not to do anything about it. What happened? The the only thing I can assume is it's because they were white. Yeah. When the black people showed up, so did the cops, as well as the tear gas and violence and all these other things. But when white people show up, they're the ones that instigate the violence. And there's no police out. I mean, did you see the videos where cops were literally running away, abandoning their posts, like just letting people raid? I mean, I heard Jimmy Fallon say, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's harder to get into 30 Rock, yeah, 30 Rockefeller, than it is to get into the, na- the nation's Capitol building. Yeah, apparently. And it's like, that is asinine. Yeah. That is asinine that that's possible.
0: Well, this is not a political podcast. No, it's not. But, but, but that was your main talking point. Uh, <sighs> well, or it, it was. A- it
1: was my main point of reference to say that if that's what a reality of the kingdom of God is, um, I can't endorse Christianity. But it's not. It's not, and that's the point. Is yeah. Here, I believe that when Jesus says, "Hey, not everybody that says to me, 'Lord, Lord.'" will enter the kingdom of heaven, because he says, but the person who does the will of my father, the one who is in heaven, that's the one that will enter the kingdom of heaven. Nowhere can I justify the actions that happened at the Capitol building as being done in the name of God and being God's will. No, not at all. I just can't get there. And so with that, and I don't think Jesus gets there either. Right. Um, You know, people have different thoughts on this, but I don't see Jesus condoning violence. He's got that one passage in Luke where he tells them to take up their sword, Mm -hmm. right, which is really hard to know because then later in Luke, when Peter uses the sword, when Jesus is being arrested, Jesus condemns him for it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, something – something's weird here
0: and we also see you know the the turn your other
1: cheek narrative yes i was gonna say that like Um, literally when someone strikes you you were supposed to turn the cheek yeah don't don't hit them back yeah which for us
0: here in texas at least like that's like like, like, countercultural. oh yeah it's like somebody slaps you in the face it's demeaning you better punch them in the nose right? at least
1: that's what texas culture has taught us yeah
0: yeah um and so that's a hard one to swallow but Jesus, it really seems, teaches against violence.
1: Um, Yeah, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, Just just because your neighbor punches you doesn't mean they're no longer your neighbor.
0: Right, exactly. Um, It's very peace-oriented, love-oriented, not not surrounded by violence.
1: Yeah, I can't... can't get down with the violence, man. Yeah. Like I just I don't see it. Even when Jesus braids the whip and turns the tables.
0: That's not violence though. Well that's the deal. He didn't
1: he didn't harm anyone. Yeah. At least the narrative doesn't tell us he did. So I'm not gonna like Infer that on the text. Everything else says that Jesus wasn't a violent person. Um so I'm not gonna say that just because he braided a whip and, and turned tables means that he injured anyone. Right. And um,
0: that was a, a righteous holy anger too, which makes it very different.
1: That is also very different. He was; they were excluding people from an act of worship. Yeah. Um uh, and so that's a kind of a, a, a big different thing. But so when you put it in this context, like it's the sermon is an ethical sermon. Yeah. And Jesus' ending point here Or one of ending. It's not the actual ending. I think he ends it at the next section.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 24 through 28.
1: Yeah. But even even where it goes on, 24 and following, the section is about the difference between hearing and doing. Yeah. Right? Like, everything is about the actions that you do. Now, and I shared this in the story. Like, I remember this, and I guess my understanding of it, I don't... I've thought back over and I don't know that anybody explicitly was teaching this to me, but like when I read that and it could have been the tradition we were in because the tradition we were in and specifically the expression within the tradition that we were in, it, it seemed closely tied to the holiness movement Mm. in some kind of way where like life was all about ridding yourself of sin. Mm. Like life in Jesus was the sanctification process, which was more about getting rid of sin on and above like you doing anything in the name, like you doing a um, a good act. Like late, earlier in the chapter, Jesus has this section about alms giving, yeah. like giving to the poor. Okay, like I, I don't remember that being a focus of living the kingdom of God. Yeah, no. and so because of that. I think I always just kind of thought that, oh, okay, well, like doing the will of the Father is getting rid of sin. Well, maybe that's a piece of it. But it's also doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Uh, It's giving to the poor. It's loving your neighbor. um, It's fighting injustice in the world. It's restoring people to equality. It's
0: It's having faith the Lord is going to take care of you. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's 25 through 34.
1: Yeah, right. Um, well, and it's even seven through 12.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's doing the will of the Father is as much about the things that we're supposed to do because we're Christians as it is about not doing things because we're Christians. Yeah, um. And I think that's clear moving forward, right? He says in 22, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And did we not cast out demons in your name? And did we not do... Many deeds of power in your name. So this brings me to another point. I never understood this. Those all seem like good things. Yeah. Right? Prophesying, casting out demons, and many deeds of power or works of power. I don't know. That's kind of a weird phrase to translate. But like, those seem like good things. Yeah. And doing them in the name of Jesus? Sounds like it's right. That sounds legit.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? But then, Jesus said to them, (coughs) Excuse me, I don't know why my throat is. I never knew you. Yeah. like, And he says, commanding, So, I I think the NRSV says depart.
0: So, what it says is, then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers.
1: Yeah, so that's an imperative. Go away. That's a command. Yeah. Get away from me, you, the ones, the people who do the deeds of evil. Yeah. That's that's a very... um,
0: so that's a pretty good translation, actually. Um, that that word "evil doers" then.
1: Yeah, I'm translating it the way that I'm doing it, just to show you that they're are two different words. Yeah, to show you that Jesus was intentional. Right. Yeah, get away from me, you the ones that do right the evil.
0: Yeah, which <sighs> that that's super crazy, right? Because they're doing these things that seem to be holy and, and good, but yet turns around and c- calls them evil. they yeah. people that do evil, right? Yeah. He doesn't actually call them evil. Um, that's kind of hard to swallow, right? What do you do with that? What happened there, you
1: know? So for me, the only thing that I can think about is those are all examples of things Jesus didn't really talk about in the sermon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because in an ill motive, those are all self-serving things. Look at me; I get the credit because I cast out a demon. I did many works of power. I prophesied. There are things that could be done to lead someone astray. And yeah, casting out a demon could be an experience of the king of the kingdom of God, unless it was an act.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, Jesus has that that discourse later in Matthew 12 when he's accused of casting out demons according to Satan. Right. He's like, hey, you idiot. How can a house divided stand? Like, I can't cast out demons of Satan in the name of Satan. Right. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but apparently people thought that could happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think Jesus is playing into that here that like, Hey, just because you do these things, that don't that doesn't mean you're doing the will of the Father. Those things can be the will of the Father. Right. But it doesn't mean they have to be. Right. And I think that's the piece here is that um if doing the will of the Father is just going to church. Mm. If doing the will of the father is doing the thing that I can do publicly to check the box. Yeah. Um, no, I don't, I don't think that's it. Um, I can wear, you know, Christian t-shirts and what would Jesus do bracelets and all those types of things. But that doesn't mean that when I pass the homeless dude and don't give him any money out of my abundance, I'm doing the will of the father. Mm. Um, I remember um, I heard a preacher one time say that you don't get to live your own life and do the things that you want to do and then just ask God's blessing like he's going to sprinkle some Jesus dust on it and it just now makes it okay Yeah. and while that's a really crude way of thinking about it it's a really accurate way of thinking about it yeah, um,
0: um, it it would be comparable to the idea of um, acting first and then asking for forgiveness later, right? Yeah, um, that's a really terrible way to look at Christianity.
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, I have a um, the background on my phone, on my lock screen, is a phrase. It says. Think like a man of action and act like a man of thought. Um, For me, that's really key because I can think like a man of action and I can sit here and think about all the things that I would do if I were in a position to do them, right? So think about politics, you know, and not to. Pick a stereotype of person, but we all know the person's like, well, if I was in Washington, <laughs> right, okay. Well, you can think like a man of action, but how about act like a person of thought? Yeah. Like how about you actually act in a way that you clearly have thought through, you've prayed through, you've sought the will of God, um, rather than just going about and sprinkling Jesus dust on you yeah. in your actions. Um the example that I will go to forever now is the Jesus Saves banner that's running through the riots at DC. Yeah. Like, that's someone who's just trying to sprinkle Jesus dust on their own actions. That's yeah. not the will of the Father. Um, because that's evil yeah. violence, rioting, like all of that. Um, and I say that understanding full and well. That every 4th of July we celebrate our own violent revolution, right? We were a violent revolution with looting. Yeah. The Boston Tea Party is an act of looting. Yeah. Like, don't miss that. Don't think that we currently live in expressions that are removed entirely from history. Right. Um. So I understand that. Like, I understand those are elements, but they're elements of a broken world. And our job as Christians is to live as pockets of heaven. Yeah. Our job as Christians is to be a light in the broken world. Our job as Christians is to accurately reflect the dwelling place of God here on earth. And I don't think God is pleased with a lot of the ways that we try to do that.
0: You know, it's so funny. Um, So this is actually a a weird time for us to be recording. We don't typically record these on the day that the story goes out. Yeah, that's true. Um, But today we are. We're
1: doing this yesterday. The day before this goes out, we're recording this. Yeah.
0: So that means that we had our well gathering. We had the discussion after the story. Um, and one of the people there, um, so the, the, if you watch the story, then you, you know, that the end question was, what do you see as the kingdom of God right now?
1: What do you think it should look like?
0: Yeah. And one of the people that was there, I can't remember exactly how they worded it, but it was something to the effect of love and joy, right? Happiness. Happiness. Rejoice. Yeah. Yeah. Um dang like
1: yeah (laughs) i uh i have a friend of mine and you've heard me talk about him but he's a pastor a church planter in houston and um uh he says all the time like if your gospel is not good news you're doing it wrong
0: yeah amen like if
1: if your gospel is not good news You've missed
0: it. You need like people need to start tattooing that on their forehead. Like, like yes,
1: the gospel <laughs> is good news.
0: That's literally what it means. <laughs> yeah,
1: like <laughs> it. It is good news, yeah. and if and if your understanding of it isn't good, now that doesn't mean that goodness comes without trial. Yeah. Right. All. What's the old saying that anything worth having is worth fighting for? Mm. Well, fighting comes with bumps and bruises. Yeah. Right? Like just because it's good doesn't mean it comes without struggles or hardships because we're still living in that fallen peace. But like if your gospel's not good news, you're doing it wrong. Or or to quote myself, like
0: self-plagiarism.
1: Yeah, to <laughs> quote myself, um if your gospel's not good news, like your god is whack, bro. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean that condescending as much as it may come out that way. I truly mean, like, if if your gospel isn't one of goodness and grace, um, then there, there's and there, and beauty, like, yeah, just genuine beauty. I mean, you're doing it wrong.
0: Yeah, you know, it it's crazy. Um that all of this happened like right before the sermon that you were about to preach uh,
1: yeah i had I had planned i mean we sat together and planned the story series through Easter months ago,
0: yeah, like second october sub, yeah, yeah September
1: um we sat down and planned the the story series out uh as a staff, knowing that you know where we were going and kind of what I was thinking, and you know the staff and the board helped me kind of think through what what I wanted to do and and the direction that I wanted us to go, and so we knew this was coming at the first of the year mm-hmm. in September October we knew that we were gonna do this series that it was gonna be called on earth as it is in heaven, that I was gonna go through all the parables where Jesus says the kingdom of God is like, like we knew all of this, yeah. and then January sixth happened, and I was like. Hold my, up. Oh, my goodness.
0: You know, so like we were talking about, if your gospel is not good news, um, then there's something wrong. Um, what happened at the Capitol building that um, somebody was trying to masquerade as uh, uh, religiously motivated, um, that's not a gospel of good news. The, the person that Jesus is describing in, in Matthew chapter 7, uh, it's not a person with the gospel of good news. Nope. So when you're thinking about this, let's try to remember love. Let's try to remember joy, peace, happiness. And let's walk around with that and show the world that it doesn't have to be full mm. of hate.
1: Yeah, that's such a good word. If your expression of christian faith doesn't doesn't reflect the fruit of the spirit Mm. maybe it's not one of good deeds maybe it's one of evil deeds i think that's the point that jesus is making is like by wording it this way the one who does the evil
0: Mm.
1: he's put evil in the focal point of the verse. Yeah. Like you could very easily do that and say in, in Greek anyways, you could put it not in the place of emphasis, right? The emphasis could be the one on doing right. It's not on evil. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and specifically the way it goes together, evil gets evil gets the article. Mm -hmm. It's the person who does the evil, right? It's like, okay, Jesus is really concerned with our actions and how they reflect him, and I think more specifically how they reflect him in light of the conversation of good versus evil. I mean, if we remember, Jesus begins the sermon that he's preaching here right after the Beatitudes of be salt and light. Yeah. It's like you couldn't get more into a conversation of goodness versus evil than darkness versus light if you tried.
0: Yeah, literally, verse 14, it says, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid, right? Like, we are light, you know, Um, not darkness. We are love. We are joy. We are peace, that is that is the call of the church. That is the call of Christians. That is the kingdom of God on heaven. I don't know how I don't know. I I really struggle because I don't know how there are certain expressions of faith that can't see that. And maybe they see it in
1: practice. But I think a lot of times we get uncomfortable. Because we know what we're supposed to do, but lots of times what we're supposed to do is hard. Yeah. Um, And so just like I said in the story, like I'll be the first one to say there's grace for those people. Absolutely. But I will equally be the first to say that like we can't continue to con- like just allow that. And like anytime we have a situation like this, I say it all the time that um, your silence speaks volumes. Yeah. If if we aren't comfortable having hard conversations about these things, um, we're condoning them. We're endorsing them because if you if you can't say that it's wrong, you're saying that it's right. Yeah.
0: Um, like what Adam Cheney said on Let's Talk, there's a difference between being anti racist and being Not racist, right? Yeah,
1: you can be not racist. Cool, you don't hate black people. Great. What are you doing to stop racism? Yeah. How are you being anti-racism? Yeah. There's a difference between being not participating in D.C. and not being vocal in condemning what happened in D.C. There's a difference between... Not participating in evil doing and not condemning evil doing. And the people of God, I believe, can no longer sit around and not condemn evil. Now, church, do not hear that and think that what I'm saying is you can go condemn people who sin.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Yes. It's not what I said. Yes.
1: You do not get that right to go condemn people who sin. Absolutely not. But you can condemn actions of evil, specifically violence, hatred, uh, actions against the image of God. Mm -hmm. You can explicitly condemn those as against the kingdom of God, and that is honoring to God.